I appreciate it. How is everybody today? All right, it looks like this is the Pentecostal side. This is the evangelical. How's everybody over here? All right, good, 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 good. And I didn't leave you guys out either because I figure you guys are going to shout me down, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it's, a, it's a, an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, I have uh, really valued the wonderful relationship that uh, God has granted me to have with Apostle Henry. I call him Pastor Henry. Um, uh, it, the friendship that he and I have been able to carry on for a few years, but especially the last couple of years. You know, it was really funny. Um, we had some people a couple of years ago, I found out a couple of people in the church. I just, I actually just concluded a position as an executive pastor at Grace Church in San Marcos. And um, um, I had found out that a couple of the people there were attending Promise Bible College. And so I mentioned it to Becky and Becky said, well, I want to go. And I said, I said, well, all right, fine. I'll just go with you, you know, kind of a thing. She said, well, you don't need all that. You know, I, I've been through, I feel like I've been to Bible college and seminary since Eisenhower was in office or something. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I said, well, that's fine. I said, that sounds great. I said, I can always use good sermon material and give us something to do together. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you know, you can't preach everything you hear, but you can preach what you hear here. And so um, just having the opportunity to come and to, to be a part of this, I'm, I'm just was so honored when Pastor Cindy uh, extended the invitation for me to speak this morning. And so I'm just very grateful to Apostle Henry and Pastor Cindy and Pastor Mary, and thank you so much and for the team for your hospitality. Uh, it's just such an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. And I trust that you're going to hear a word from God this morning. Amen. You know, you can hear a word from me, and it's not going to matter a bit. But if you hear a word from God, it will do several things. It will change your life. It will order your steps. It will direct your path. It will cause you to prosper everywhere you go. It will cause you to see at a higher level. How many of you know you need to see at a higher level in the world we live in today? Amen. And so it's just really important that we hear a word from God because God's word will transform your life. That's a constant theme in my ministry. It's a constant theme in, in uh, the way I try to live my life. Um, I'd like to, first of all, before I go any further, I'd like to introduce a, a couple of very special people that are here with me today. Two of my family members. Could I just ask Becky and Caleb, would you just stand for just a moment so everybody can see you? Thank you. I have uh, been in love with that woman for 26 years, and uh, I take her everywhere I go. In fact, most people ask, please bring your wife, or you can stay home. And then I'm very, we're very proud of this young man, uh, one of our three sons, and so just very, very grateful that Caleb could be here this morning. Uh, I'd like to ask you, if you would, please, I'm going to have you go ahead and open up your Bibles, if you would. I'm going to ask you to open up to 1 Peter 1 and Psalm 89. 1 Peter 1 and Psalm 89. There's a word that's been hanging in my heart for, it's been a few months now. But I've really felt a drawing by the Holy Spirit as we go into 2023 I don't need to remind you that the last two or three years have been 
Interesting. A little kooky. But you know what I, I know that they've done is they've caused us to stop and take a look around. Sheep are easily led, aren't they? And I think it's interesting that the Lord calls us sheep. We have a great shepherd. And he wants to lead us down the path of safety and protection and provision. And I don't care how bad the world starts looking. We have all of that available to us. And so I believe that God's given me a word that I feel for me. Now, I, I just heard Pastor Mary say that the word for 2023 is manifestation. I believe this goes right along, right in line with that. And this is a word, it's a little bit long. It's a little bit, uh, it's the title of my message actually, but it's a little bit long, but it is this. Anointed, established, strengthened, protected, and blessed. Anointed, established, strengthened, protected, and blessed. You know, the Word of God is true in any environment. The Word of God is true in any circumstance, in any situation. But it's how we see it. It's how we see it. You know, if God shows you something big, it's kind of like the children of Israel, you know, he said, uh, why don't you go in and check out that land? Tell me what you think about it. They had a choice, didn't they? They had a choice. Now, most of them cho chose to whine, gripe, and complain, the giants are too big and all of that, and we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people see life. A lot of believers see life that way. And yet, it is so important that we act like the Joshua's and the Caleb's and say, but the greater one lives in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So therefore, I don't know about you, but we are well able to take the land that God assigns to us. In every situation and circumstance. So let's go ahead. I'd like to ask us to just pray. Father, what a privilege it is to be able to be here with your precious people, to be able to share your word, not my word. Father, I thank you for the anointing who is here, who teaches, who instructs. And so, Lord Jesus, I just give you place. I ask you to take over this pulpit and share with every heart what you have for every person, we pray. And we give Jesus all the honor, glory, and praise. Amen. All right, 1 Peter chapter 1, Psalm 89. Are you there? All right, let's go ahead and let's start with 1 Peter chapter 1. Anointed, established, strengthened, protected, and blessed. 1 Peter 1, beginning with verse 3. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a couple of versions of the next, next passage just for, for some clarity and context. 1 Peter 1, beginning with verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Aren't you glad you're born again? That means you died to the old, you've been born again to the new. Amen? To a living hope. 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled. Now I want you to listen to these words. Imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith. Pausing for effect. Aren't tests fun? Only if they're not written, right? The tested genuine. <laughs> Thank you, Dick. The tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. When I read this passage, I felt like this is where the church needs to be. There's so many distractions in the world going on right now, and now more than ever before. Now more than ever before. I've never seen so many distracted drivers on the road, and I'm terrible on the road. Man, I need Jesus when I get on the freeway. I'm just going to tell you right now, I have a hard time keeping it Jesus when I get on the highway, especially especially when I see somebody driving with nine car links in front doing this. And I'm just like, I don't cuss. I don't know what to say. You know? And so the reality is, is that there's so many things going on that would take away from Christ, that would take our gaze off of Jesus. We are so busy, and it's not good. We're too busy. Way too busy. Because, you see, the devil knows that the more distractions he can assert into our lives, into our homes, into our families. He can divide us up, which means that he nullifies the strength that God means for us to have. Because you see, when we walk in unity and we walk together, there is no force on earth that can overcome us. There's no force on earth that can overcome a unified church. And listen, I'm just talking about people whose hearts are surrendered to Jesus. Because there's, you, you know the power of agreement. You learn all of that stuff here. I'm not sharing stuff with you that you don't know. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day, and we all know that the gospel is out on Facebook, right? It was pretty good, though. And it said, you know, if uh, the Apostle Paul saw the American church, we'd be getting a letter. <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. They'd probably be the first, second, and third books of the Americans 
probably with a little bit of the revelation to the churches thrown in, we might have been the eighth church that Jesus was talking about, but the message would have been too long. So he probably would have said, I'm going to keep this simple for you. I got three points in a poem for you right here. Uh, Y'all need Jesus, first of all. Number two, y'all best get it together. And number three, read your Bible. It's true, isn't it? I believe that there's a call by the Holy Spirit for the church to return to its first love and to return to this, to what this says. Culture is screaming so loudly that if we're not listening, we are going to be led by that, led by the flesh, led by the spirit of the world when God wants us to be led by the spirit of God. And I don't know about you, but this is what I know about this book. This word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I've seen too many miracles not to believe. I've seen too many times when people have been healed not to believe. I've seen a dead man raised. I cannot help but believe. I've seen people just in the last 12 months that should have died were diagnosed, you're going to die. You might as well just call everybody in and get ready because it's going to happen. But as we've prayed and taken authority in Jesus' name, we've seen those people come right out of death and leave the hospital. We've seen that several times this year. There's a place where God is calling us back to our first love, and it's Jesus. He's not calling us to be kooky religious people. I'm just saying. Everybody's got those kooky family members, right? In the church, there's some of them too. He's not calling us to be He's calling us to be bold. He's calling us to not worry. Listen, the world may say, listen, don't offend. You know, everybody just get along. It'll be okay. No, listen, he's calling us to be bold. He's calling us to walk in love. But he's calling us to be bold and unyielding in our faith. Because that's the faith that's going to cause you to overcome. In fact, the definition of what victory is, according to 1 John chapter 5, is that faith is the victory that causes you to overcome. And the only way that you can have faith is by getting back to this. Consuming it. Reading it. And you may be going through something right now. I mean, come on, we all going through something somewhere. Isn't it true? Don't lie. You're in church. But the reality is we all go through stuff, right? You know, I was thinking about something this morning. I woke up this morning. Now, you can imagine. I woke up this morning. I'm uh, preparing to, you know, to come and, and preach. And, and I felt like the Lord's put this word on me. I was, I was prepared as far as that goes. But I woke up this morning and I had a challenge on my mind. And I'm sitting here going, this isn't the time for this. And so I pulled out my rebuker and I rebuked everything that I knew to rebuke. I praised the name of Jesus. I took authority. I did all of that. 
And the presence of God always comes. He always does. But I noticed something else, and I've seen this over and over. I'll sit down, and in the morning, I may sit down and read, I don't know, five, six, seven, ten chapters of the Word, whatever. But I noticed something as I was reading, and it wasn't like I was trying to find an answer for what I was going through. But I began to read, and the presence of God, the peace of God, the anointing of God. And suddenly, I wasn't under pressure anymore. The fear had kind of left. The, the challenge, the irritation had kind of left. Because my aunt's favorite verse was John 6, 63. It says, the flesh profits nothing. The, spirit, the, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word is spirit and life. You want to have a good dose of counseling? Sit down and open your Bible and talk with Jesus for a little while. This is real. The stuff that you're dealing with in the world by the anointing will break off, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and let's look at Psalm chapter 89. I'm going to give you two, verses, two versions of this. The first one is from the English Standard Version. And then I'm going to read the New Living Translation. Psalm 89. And this passage the Lord brought to me several months ago and the way, you know how sometimes you just read the word and it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, you just hear the Lord talking all over the place. And so as I read it, it just rose up in my spirit and I saw this in a way I had not seen it before. I hope you'll see it. Psalm 89, verses 20 to 24. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil, I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. Now listen to this. This is so good. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Now some of you can already figure where I pulled my message out of. This is the primary passage here. The first Peter passage was, this is where I believe God wants us to be. But there's something for us to realize out of Psalm 89, for each and every one of us here. Now let me give you the New Living Translation of the same passage. I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him with my hand. If there's one need that people in our culture and society need, it's a steady hand. Peace. Yes. 
In fact, right now, I just take authority over anxiety, fear, frustration, anger, bitterness, anything that is weighing on you right now in Jesus' name. He will steady you. It's the steadiness that I found this morning as I opened up the Word. He will steady you. With my powerful arm, I will make him strong. I don't know about you, but I need strength every day. Because I'm facing some stuff. Anybody else here? Am I in the boat alone? We're all facing stuff, aren't we? What has he promised here? I will strengthen him. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him. And listen to this. By my authority, he will grow in power. Now, let me tell you why I bring this up. Because you see, this is a word for you today. Now, you might say, yeah, but it's saying it's to David. Yes, it is to David. But we all know that this word is to, though every part of it is not necessarily for the Christian, it's to the Christian. Because this Bible speaks to three groups of people. The church, the Jews, the Gentile world. But we have to understand and discern and rightly divide who this is talking to. And here's what I know about this. Who was the son of David? Jesus. Anybody here in Christ Jesus today? This word's for you, man. This word is for you. So how often, I can't tell you how, many, how often I've said, Lord, I thank you that with your holy oil, you have anointed me. You have established me. You have strengthened me. You will protect me. And you will keep me from being outwitted. In the name of Jesus. There's a protection that goes on there. It's a place of walking in the shelter of the Most High. And abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. It's a place of living in Him. Not stepping out. The world stinks, man. But when we're in Christ and when we walk in that way, you're going to benefit. You're going to benefit. This isn't in my notes, but I'm going to go ahead and have you go there anyway. Let's go to Psalm 103 real quick. I knew I was going to have to pick and choose this morning for what I get to. I'm going to do my best to give you the five kind of points that I have in here, but I want to go ahead and go here first. There's such power when you come into the presence of God. Psalm 103. Notice how it starts and says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. It begins with blessing Him. And what comes as a result of blessing him? Forget not all his benefits. And what are they? He forgives all my iniquity. He heals all my diseases. He heals all my diseases. 
Well, he redeems those that, you know, I mean, after all, he gives us doctors, and we have to go and we have to do this, and we have to kind of work. No, listen, doctors are great. Doctors are the hand of God. But let me tell you something. Jesus is the great physician. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. Ever been in the pit? It stinks. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. And every morning when I look in the mirror, I know I need my youth renewed like the eagles. Amen? <laughs> it's true. That's what's found in the Word of God. Folks, we've got to start activating these things in our lives, walking in them. Declaring them. Because we all know if you've attended church here for five minutes, you all know that there's power in the word of God. And when we believe and confess that word, change happens. The, tra the, the transformation takes place in the spirit realm. It begins there, but you'll see it. You'll see it. So I believe that God is calling us to return to more of an intentionality in our relationship with Jesus. I was raised very patriotic. I was that kid that had revolutionary war wallpaper in my room. I was a Boy Scout. I was all of that. Red, white, and blue. Served in the United States Navy. I mean, just red, white, and blue. But at a certain point in the, over the past few years, I got frustrated enough that the Lord said, you know what? You are first a, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven before you are a kingdom of this nation. And this nation is essential, don't get me wrong. So we need to continue to stand and, and contend for our nation. But at the same time, you need to realize we've got to get a focus here on what kingdom we're citizens of first. We're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And you know what? There is not a person, hear me, there's not a person in this room, if you will not pursue God with all of your heart, there's not a person in this room who cannot heal, who cannot, dis you know, we know that the Holy Spirit's going to distribute gifts and all of that. But here's the thing, when you pursue God, what did Jesus tell the disciples? Go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. Freely you've been given, freely you've received, now freely give. So it's so important that we realize who we are, that we understand and that we return to this idea because we don't want to lose our saltiness. The church in America today has largely lost its saltiness. But not us, amen? We got any salty people in here? I'm glad Dick Daniels wasn't in the room when I called out that because he's salty. But the fact of the matter is, we as believers, we have a salt in us. And we need to be salty to the earth. We're light in darkness, intentionally so. And light always drives out darkness. So wherever you go, light should drive out darkness because of the light that's in you, because of the greater one who lives in you. 
The atmosphere should change where you go. And faith moving by love, trust me, this isn't, you know, this is, it always works by love. But you know, sometimes love is a kick in the pants. I'm just saying. Yeah? All right, I'll stop meddling. Let's move on. Let's look at 1 Peter. I want to remind you of who you are as a believer today. 1 Peter chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 22. Now, I'm going to try to get through all of this, so I may move along quickly. If you need to, just write down the, the, uh, the reference and come back and look at it this week. 1 Peter 3, verse 22. It says, Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers, having been subjected to him. Now, see, here's what you need to understand and realize about the fact that Jesus is sitting in the heavenlies at the right hand of power. Now, let's drop down to Ephesians 2, 5 through 6. It says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. We are in Christ. So now Jesus is seated at the right hand of power, but guess what? You're seated there with him. That means that you have authority in the spirit realm. Now, you might be walking around saying, yeah, well, you haven't been in my shoes for a long time. You don't know the battles I faced. I get it. But let me tell you something. Keep practicing the presence of God and you'll learn and you'll grow in these things and you'll begin to walk in greater power and greater levels of revelation of what the word of God says. And it will come a time where when you wake up in the morning, it should be the fact that the devil goes, Oh, crud, he's up. You should get up in the morning and hear a rumble from hell. I like the story long time, many decades ago. Lester Summerall told the story that he woke up Felt an earthquake kind of a thing. He woke up and looked at the foot of his bed and the devil himself was sitting on the foot of his bed. You know, in this imposing, you know. You know how he does. Phenomenal cosmic power. You know, that's how he is. That's how he is. That's how he always presents himself. And Lester just looked over and said, oh, it's only you. And he started to roll over back to sleep, but you see the devil had vibrated his bed away from the wall. So Lester looked back up and he said, oh, by the way, put my bed back. And then the devil left. The point is this. We as believers have Christ in us. But we've got to walk in it. God is calling us intentionally back to the word of God, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, to keep our eyes firmly fixed on him, to put the word of God in your heart. Hide the word in your, in, in your heart that you might not sin against him. You want to keep from failing? Hide the word in your heart. Hide those promises. Trust what the word says over what the news says. No offense. I did that intentionally. But it's true. 
It's true. All right. You see, Satan's forces are under your feet. Demonic forces are under your feet. But do you act that way? Let me ask you this. What do you expect in your life? Do you expect victory or are you one of those that goes, oh, crud, probably nothing will ever work out? Because as my friend Kathy Daniels would say, if you say so, <laughs> about everything, if you're around her and you say something like that, she's going to go, oh, if you say so. But here's the reality of this. This should remove the pressure from off of your shoulders. This should remove the pressure of the, the stress, the condemnation and shame associated with life. Because you know what? We all make mistakes. We all mess up. We're all growing. But the fact of the matter is God is calling us higher. And the closer we get to Jesus, the more of his nature and presence is going to reside in you. And the more that you spend time with him, the more of that that is going to be left upon you. It's the anointing of his presence. It's his presence that resides upon you. In you, yes, by the fact that you have Jesus in your heart and you get filled with the Holy Spirit. But the more time you spend in the presence of God, the more of that is going to be rubbed in because that's what anointing means, doesn't it? It means to rub in. More time with Jesus, more like Jesus. More time with Jesus, the more you believe like Jesus. More time with Jesus, the more power of Jesus comes up in your life. Are you with me this morning? So let's look at the word anointed. Going back to Psalm 89, 20, it says, I found David, my servant, with my holy oil, I have anointed him. I have anointed him. I'm going to give you this verse too, Psalm 18:50. It says, "Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. To David and his offspring." I see David's offspring in this room. I see David's offspring forever. Right here anointed people of God sitting right here in this room. Can you imagine the trouble, the grief you can give the devil just by walking out in those streets and being who God called you to be? Amen. Now, I'm not talking about the fivefold ministry, but everybody's called in Christ Jesus to some extent, but you're also called to be his nature out there. And that anointing, his presence, the more time you spend with him, get away from the distractions. I'm going to tell you, I want to just encourage you. If you're a night owl and you like to binge watch Netflix, maybe not. Go to bed a couple hours earlier at night. Get up a little earlier. Spend time with the Lord. Not everybody can. Everybody's schedule's different. I get it. 
Spend time with God and watch your day change. Watch your nature change. Watch how you process information change. Watch how you believe change. Watch how you talk change. You, if you, if you did that, a year from now, you wouldn't even recognize yourself, what you were a year before. So I challenge you. Make some changes in your life. Put the word of God as first and final authority in your life. Watch and see what God will do. Oh, it'll cause you to make some changes. It'll cause you to make choices. I can't pick on certain shows anymore because they're not really on there or not really relevant anymore. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really know what's on Netflix anymore as far as the shows that people binge watch. But most of it's not good. So we are anointed, but we're also established. Before we go to that, 1 John 2.27. How many of you know that verse? But the anointing which you have received from him remains in you, and you do not need that anyone should teach you but even as this anointing teaches you all things and is real and is not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. The anointing will teach you. He will instruct you. You got questions about what to do? Rely on the anointing. Number two, established. Psalm 90, verse 17 says this, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I want to tell you, as a child of God, you should expect to be shown favor. You should expect to find, wind up in favorable circumstances and with favorable outcomes. You should expect it. Because you're a child of God, not because you're dressed so nice and, and all of that and everybody got along this morning, not because you behaved well, no, because you're a child of the living God, you've received Jesus Christ, the greater one lives in you, and God is going to show you his favor because of Jesus. You should expect favor. You should expect that, and he will establish you. And he'll show you favor over other people. And you might say, well, that's not really fair. Are you going to show favor over your kid to somebody else? Of course you are. He does the same thing. Well, we're all God's children. No, we're not. No, we're not. No. Those who believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord are children of God. Those who don't, he wants to become, but it's their choice. I'm just adding all the popping and cracking up here for sound effects, so, you know, don't let it distract you. Strengthened. Psalm 28.8. The Lord is the strength of his people. I want you to think about that for just a minute. Say this with me. The Lord is my strength. Oh, well, that was pretty lame. Let's say it again. The Lord is my strength. In whatever you face. The Lord is my strength. 
Now, it may sound a little fleshly, but when I go to the gym at my age, I'm like, Lord, you got to give me strength. Because it hurts worse than it used to. Lord, be my strength. Help me to deal with this. Go before me. Prepare the way ahead of me. Be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be established because you are anointed. And we all know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, isn't it? You spend a few minutes in the presence of the Lord, you're going to have joy. And you'll be strong. Don't look for it anywhere else. Don't look for it anywhere else. Don't try to find it in your husband or in your wife or in your significant other. Don't look for your joy to come from a person but Jesus. Because in that way you can love him more anyway. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't know, this, this is better than any depression medication you can find. It's true, isn't it? I used to be one of the most pathetic, depressed people on the planet 30 plus years ago. I was never on pills. And let me just tell you, if you're on pills, stay on them. You know, when any crazy stuff happening. Never mind. No. <laughs> Candace, I can always depend on you. We're also protected. Protected. Let's look at Psalm 94, Psalm 91, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. We're going to look at a few verses here powerful chapter in the Bible. Very relevant for today. Psalm 91. Let's look. <clears throat> Let's begin with verse 4. I brought my smart water up here because I figured it would make me look smarter. Let's look at verse 4, Psalm 91. He will cover you with his pinions, with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. Are you hearing this? Don't worry, I'm going to get you out on time. I want you to hear this. Really listen for this. You know how sometimes, don't, 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 don't listen to the word like it's a Hallmark card. You know, it's like, let's listen to what it's saying and receive it. There's life in this. This will change you. This will give you a level of peace you've not had. Some of y'all in here need some peace. That's true, isn't it? This will give you peace. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. You mean God has wings? That's not the point. You will find refuge under his covering. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. It's a shield. 
and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night. Listen to this. You will not fear. You will not. Not you may not. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, COVID or anything else. Or cancer. Cancer is but a name, and it bows to the name of Jesus. I've seen too many people healed of cancer. And you're blessed. I want to share a quick testimony with you, just a couple of things. Learn to stand on the word. Yeah, but I haven't been in it. I don't care. It don't matter. God is inviting you into a miracle if you are willing to receive the invitation. He's inviting, by giving you this, he's inviting you into miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah, you got to work out your own salvation. Yeah, you're going to pray for some people. And you know how many people I've prayed for that have died? Enough. But I've also prayed for some people who are miraculously healed. And man, that will light you up like you cannot imagine. I want to tell you about something that happened in the last, just in the last month or two. A friend of mine texted me. Some of you here have heard this. A friend of mine texted me. I've known for years. Actually, we haven't seen each other for years, but he texts me all the time. He really, he keeps me up on kind of the political stuff because I quit watching the news about two or three years ago. And so he keeps me up. His name is Gary. I call him KGRY because he keeps me up on the news. Some of y'all will get that here in a minute. So whenever Gary texts, it's always about news. I'm like, dude, you need to put the news down. I said, you're going to have a lot more peace if you do. But I had the privilege of leading him to the Lord. Becky and I did. I don't know. It's 18, 20 years ago. And he asked me, he texted me about a month, month and a half ago, and he said, would you pray for my friend Lee? He doesn't have much, he doesn't have long to live. I said, well, sure. So we prayed, but what we did first was, what we've learned to do over the years, is to first bind the strong man, first bind what's afflicting him. Because you know how somebody, oh, Lord, heal him, Lord, heal him, Jesus, heal him, Jesus. Have you ever prayed for somebody for years and years to be healed, set free, saved, whatever? So often sometimes we need to first stop and bind the work of the devil in his life command it to stop, cast that out, and claim his salvation or healing or whatever. That's simply what we did. We just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Lee to you. Devil, we bind you. I mean, he had sickness. His, his liver was shutting down. His kidneys had shut, were shutting down. He was in heart failure. He had 5% chance to live. He was on all kinds of, he was hooked up and plugged up and everything else. And uh, we just took authority over these things and just claimed his healing by the stripes of Jesus. He's healed. 
And a couple of days later, we get this text. I've got it all on my phone. I'm not going to go through all that. But I get a couple of these texts, and he says, whoa, something amazing's happening. Says Lee, his, the doctors don't understand, but his organs are beginning to function. They've turned around. We don't understand what's going on. The doctors don't. A couple of more days later, they call back and said, the doctors are amazed. Now all of a sudden, Lee is snapping out of it. He's waking up and he's starting to eat. And then a couple of more days later, they've now pulled him off of all antibiotics. They've scheduled physical therapy for him tomorrow. And, I mean, the guy was completely turned around. The doctors could not understand. His liver was shutting down. His kidneys were shutting down. He had heart failure. He was going to die. The doctor said, you're going to die. 5% chance to live. Now, how many of us would just kind of give in to that and say, yeah, that's really too bad, isn't it? Isn't it true? And yet... He texted me a couple of weeks later and they sent him home. Healed. 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 I'd like to ask you to stand if you would, please. I'm going to like to take the next few minutes. I'm going to make sure that you are out of here on time. But I'd like to just ask you to lift up your hands, would you? Come on, let's lift up our hands to the Lord. I believe that the word that you've received today is life for you. And I want to just invite you right now. Let's just begin. Are you, are you playing worthy of it all? Is that what you're playing? Let's sing it. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, let's lift up praise to the Lord this morning. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Yeah. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Now this morning, yeah, let's just begin to pray in the Spirit right now, would you?
Shikala Malakashi and the Molokoshi and the Malakashi. Shebrekeshi Kodomokoshi Kedameo Tomorokoshi and the Malakashi. Shabrahara Makoshi Brekeo Mokoshi. Shikala Mahara Maloki Sheno Mokoshi and the Malakashi. Lord Jesus, we worship you. Shikala Maloki de Molokoshi and Malakashi. Glory to God. Worthy is your name. Shikala Maloki de Molokoshi. Glory to God. Pastors, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I, I don't want to step on however you do things here in the church, but if the pastors and leaders that are assigned to, uh, to pray over people would come, what I'd like to do is do this. I believe that God has an impartation for you. I believe that there's healing in this house. I believe that miracles are assigned to some people in here today. And so what I'd like to ask you to do is this. If you'd like a touch from heaven, if you know that you need a touch from heaven, now come on, listen to me. If you know you need a touch from heaven today, I want to invite you to come down and fill up this all the way around. We're going to come along. Now listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come into agreement with you. We're going to lay a hand on you. We're going to release anointing over you. And I believe that things are going to break off of you today in the power of Jesus' name and you're going to walk out transformed much more different, much differently than you when you came in this morning. So I want to just invite you right now, if you need a touch from God, come on down and just begin to fill this in right around here. Let's go ahead and fill in this altar area. If it's a healing, if it's an impartation, if it's whatever it is, just begin to fill this in. We're going to come along and we're going to lay hands. And, and however these leaders feel best to do this, I'm going to come along and I'm going to lay a hand on you as well as we go. But I believe that God is going to do something in your life. I believe that something is happening in the spirit realm right now. I believe that there is, there is a, a building up. There is a fine tuning that's happening in the spirit right now. So go ahead. Come on down. I'm going to go along and I'm going to begin to just, as, I, as I'm going to start down here, all right? So just, just begin to continue to play, and if you would, just sing the song, and let's just maintain an attitude of worship right now if we could. From you are all things, and to you are all 
deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all.
Test, test. We're running out of time this morning, so I want to take just one minute, and we're we're gonna. I want to make sure that I honor the time given to me here, and it's we're we're done. But here's something here I'd like to ask you to everybody to close your eyes real quickly. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus and you've not made Him the Lord of your life, the Lord of your life, if that's you and you'd like to make Jesus Lord, would you lift up your hand? Lift your hand up all over this room. Is there one? Is there one? I want to tell you one key and then we're going to close. Don't let pain you're feeling in your body set you on the sidelines. Healing's already been paid for you. And you might say, well, I'm not healed. Yes, you are. By the stripes of Jesus. But you know what? The prophet Elisha, I believe it was. Elisha, the Bible talks about this was the sickness that would lead to his death. And yet he continued to function in his calling and in his life. Do not let pain and sickness stop you from fulfilling your purpose. Too many people go, well, I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to get healed. No, by Jesus' stripes, you've been healed. Now just receive it and walk it out and be a black eye to the devil. Amen? God bless you. Thank you so much for having me, pastors, if you will. I want to turn this back over.